0: Hey people, what's going on? I hope you're well. In this video today, we're going to take a look at a couple from Colorado in the USA who bought 19 properties in the time period of four years, and they retired young, relatively young, at the age of 40, and built a net worth of 1.5 million. But while you're here, if you're new to the channel, make sure you like, share, subscribe, click the notifications bell. You know how we do. So let's get started.
1: I started getting diagnosed with some fairly serious medical ailments. I, I just, just began, began to, realize to realize that I had been working for a retirement that I may never enjoy. We just knew we wanted the freedom to make our own choices. With
0: Okay, I'll just pause it there a second because I just wanted to quickly touch upon what she said. So she talked about having uh, some sort of health problem. Now, I can relate to that because a number of years ago, uh, maybe about seven years ago now, I actually was diagnosed with arthritis and a hernia in my neck, and that was causing me a lot of tension, a lot of pain, and I was finding it difficult to work in a normal corporate office space environment because at the time, I was actually working in a corporate environment in a bank, and then the pain started kicking in. And I was there at the bank for another couple of years until I got sacked. And then and uh, I did get sacked because I took a day off and that was due to the pain that I suffered. So I can kind of relate to that. Anyway, let's get back and see what okay. she says I mean, after that.
1: Then it turned <laughs> into, how fast can we do this? Let's well, yeah. get it done as fast as we can.
2: We started, we started to, to accumulate real estate in, in the vein. vein um, let's, let's have an additional source, source of income to my, my job. job. We accumulated
0: eighteen
2: units over the span just of just from
0: 2016-2019. I'm, I'm Okay, so you can see there, right? They're talking about accumulating uh, a number of properties and units only in a short time period. Now, they're involved in real estate. Obviously, that's something that they've invested in. And I myself have recently also started to get more involved in real estate, and I'm actively I am putting offers in four properties. Now, real estate, I mean, if you're making money, if you've got a job, if you've got a business, the income that you're generating, you can actually use that money to reinvest uh, back into some sort of asset that might give you something as close to passive income as possible. Because as you know, a lot of people these days will say that there's nothing really truly that's passive because you're going to have to do some sort of work uh, on it to make sure that it's, it continues. Some sort of management will work there anyway. But real estate is one of the better, best, the best kind of bet, really. One of the asset classes that you can invest in that can bring you monthly recurring income. Yes. We are 43
1: and live in Colorado and retired by the age of 40. <sighs> yeah. I never wanted to be a millionaire. I was never going to even. You know, now in my forties,
0: I, I just wanted to have enough money to be able to pay my bill. Right. So I think one thing she touched upon there was she said that she didn't really want to be a millionaire, but the main idea was just enough to pay bills and get by. Uh, I mean, for myself, definitely, uh, I wanted to have enough money so I could live the lifestyle that I, you know, dreamed of. So traveling, being able to do what I want to do. Be my own boss and not, you know, being uh, controlled by anybody else. A lot of us, you know, have family. For example, I had parents who weren't well, I wasn't well myself. So, you know, you have to look after elderly parents or, you know, you might not be well yourself or you might just want to travel. You might want to work remotely. You might want to go and work in uh, uh, the islands in Bali or Dubai or the south of Spain on the beach, whatever it might be. Right. So, that idea of having that kind of freedom to travel, uh, so you can have the lifestyle, and maybe you know have enough money to be able to work around the issues that you face in your life—that's something that affected me directly. And as you can see, she's talking about it as well. When I was
2: twenty-one, twenty-two, somewhere in there, um, I remember reading *The Millionaire Next Door*. It was eye-opening to me because the stories they highlighted in that book were very similar to what we do. Once it it became in that realm of reality reality that that I could maybe be a millionaire,
0: then I did become fascinated with the idea of being a millionaire in both both healthy and unhealthy ways. Right, okay, so one of the key things that uh, this gentleman has said is basically he mentioned he read a book at the early age of like 2021. Now, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of people don't read books nowadays, a lot of people will consume. Uh, visual kind of stimulus, it might be videos, might be other kinds of formats of content. But reading is an old school method. Now, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So when I was growing up, uh, I was from a poor background, so we didn't have computers, we didn't really have all these kind of gadgets and stuff. A, mostly they didn't exist, and B, the ones that did exist at the time, we couldn't afford. So what we used to have was, um some of you might laugh, but there's all little uh, toys, there's little green army men uh, that you would uh, get from from the shop back in those days, and uh, you know we just used to play outside, play play football or play some sort of games uh, like street games the old school way, because uh, we didn't have many things that would sidetrack us. So one of the things that luckily I got kind of uh, involved in early on was reading. I think reading has been a superpower for me. People talk about superheroes this and that, but I would definitely say reading is a superpower now today in today's contemporary world we consume material in different ways so you might listen to things via audio you might watch a video for visual stimulus you might directly read a physical book or you might read something on um, you know on your tablet or something like that so it doesn't have to be a physical book you can get audio books these days on different platforms to listen to as well so this idea now of Learning and picking up information, knowledge. It's very diverse and you could do it in different ways, right? And like I said, my superpower was that early on, uh, at a young age, I was reading, right? And that skill helped me a lot. It helped me to my academic education, right? And it also helped me as an entrepreneur. Because when I'm reading nowadays, when I'm listening to audio, because now I prefer listening more, uh, to audio kind of, uh, uh, things, you know, so like on my phone, I might put my phone down and listen to uh, an audio uh, podcast or it might be a video about marketing, uh, about you know developing, growing your income, you know getting rich, all these kind of different things so I can pick up knowledge and take some of the beneficial factors and input them into my life. And like I said uh, it comes in different ways even if I'm you know cooking or doing something else I might play that in the background. Or if you're driving, you might have a podcast on rather than blasting some sort of uh, uh, hip-hop or or dance music or something like that. You know, you can put a podcast on. If you're going for a walk, if you're training, exercising, the gym, maybe a walk outside, you can also actually put something like a podcast on or listen to something on your earphones. Uh, But obviously, you need to be careful as well. Be aware of your environment if you are being there. But the main thing that I can uh, kind of like relate to here is is his reading at an early age and yeah if you are if you're young right now and even if you're not young whatever age you are it doesn't matter uh, if you've got children you get them reading and make sure you're reading as well uh it doesn't have to be all the time and like i said it could be different formats different ways uh as per today's technology okay so let's see uh what else they've been up to unfortunately uh this gentleman's wife was diagnosed with an disease. When well, Debbie he left her job, we
2: right are now completely dependent on my job. Honestly, like, I'm sure there was more than this, but I tell the story that, basically, I just stopped going to the subway. Obviously, that's not the whole case, but that's all it really felt like. Once we, once we started tracking our spending a little bit better budget. with budgeting i was the guy that was always trying to turn knob down on our spending chris, chris used to
1: think it was fun to like try to spend a hundred dollars a month on groceries and rest just eat
0: what came out of the pantry okay this is quite uh, interesting so you can see that once this lady became ill so she developed an illness now, that's one of those things uh you might be 25 years old you know you might be young and fit and healthy. But you never know, Uh you know, within a year or two or, or months, you could get ill, you could be diagnosed with a brain tumour, you know, you could get some sort of physical illness, an autoimmune disease like this uh, lady got, you know, anything can happen at any time it's good to prepare, right? And one of the things I picked up in uh, Chris and Debbie, who are the couple in this uh, uh, video, in the CNBC making video, they mentioned that they started to, uh, once uh, she'd lost her job, uh, they started to look at, uh, you know, different ways of managing their budget, tracking their spending. So I think that's one of the things that we need to look at as individuals is budgeting and actually understanding what we're spending our money on. And that's the most important thing, because there might be things that like you're wasting money. I'm not the kind of person who will say that or don't spend two, three pounds or three, four dollars on a, on a coffee from a coffee shop early morning. I mean, I personally don't think that's going to make a huge difference. Right. But although you need to be aware of what you're spending on. So rather than, you know, buying a designer handbag or designer pair of trainers or t-shirt or whatever it might be, spending hundreds of dollars on something that's not really going to be of great value potentially to you at that moment. You rather invest in yourself. So your self-education. So you might, you know, go get a mentor, do an online course, do some sort of training, reskill yourself, learn a, learn a new skill or train or something like that. That would definitely be something that can help you positively, right? And it can help you potentially earn more income. The focus really should be on earning more income, right? And that is something that will be positive for you. Here you can see that the family here were looking at budgeting, you know, using probably spreadsheets and managing their spend. That's quite good because it allows you to understand. I mean, just try it yourself. Just uh, like in one month, just, just make a conscious effort, right? Every time you go to the grocery store, when you go shopping, when you buy something, just collect the receipt. If it's a digital receipt, print it out. If it's a physical receipt, just put it to the side and, uh, you know, be aware of your spending. And at the end of the month, you know, just tally everything up in a spreadsheet and have a look and you'll get an idea of what you've been spending during that month. And then you can probably uh, kind of like, you know, average it out across the rest of the year and it'll give you an idea of what, you know, what your spending expenditure is uh, and so on. And then you can work out what you need to earn to be able to, you know, do the basics. So look after your, you know, like uh, Maslow's hierarchy. of need basic li- living, you know, heating, accommodation, you know, your basic bills, maybe broadband, gas, and all that. And then uh, you look, you can look at uh, what you can budget towards learning, what you can put towards investments, uh, p- potentially uh, purchasing assets, and all those type of things. So that's one of the things that you know you should be aware of. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to stop here now, but I hope you have enjoyed this uh, reaction video to this uh, video about Chris and Debbie, who were a couple that bought uh, 19 properties in four years, retired early and built up a net worth of $1.5 million. Now, the thing is, you can actually do that yourself as well. Uh, and it's all about planning, strategizing and realizing what is an investment, what's an asset and where you can invest in assets. Trying to restrain yourself uh, from, you know, being an Epicurean and just enjoying yourself too much and spending on things that you're not really needed and being a bit more of a stoic and being conscious of your spending patterns, right? And once you could do that, it's not going to happen straight away, but over a period of time, you can start to put money aside which can go into assets. For example, like in this video, uh, a real estate property or something like that, that you could then put on rent and generate. Uh, monthly recurring income, passive income that can help you then, uh, you know, build your uh, fortune and network. So, yeah. So, if you are listening on Anchor, uh, I would be grateful if you could, uh, you know, drop a review. Make sure if you can, you know, uh, feel free to sponsor our Anchor podcast. It'll help us as well. And like, share. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Yeah. We'll catch you soon.